0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the many, many blessings you've poured upon us this day. And now, once again, the blessed opportunity to get back into your word helps now as we continue our studies. So pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Bible study from A to Z and the word happiness. We'll turn to Luke in chapter 1. Of course, here we're seeing some of the references to the Nativity, the announcement of. The coming birth of Jesus Christ to Mary. As we see in Luke chapter 1, pick it up in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the sixth month is the sixth month of the pregnancy of Elizabeth with John, known as John the Baptist. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled in at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. shall be no end. Now, look at a point here back in verse 32 where it said, The Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. The reason he's saying his father David is because he is a bloodline descendant of David through Mary, all the way back to David which qualifies him to be considered a son of, or a descendant of, King David. In verse 33 again, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, the house of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, so, in other words, the Israelites, forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God, the true Father of Jesus Christ. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. That was the perfect response for Mary to have, humbly saying, Here I am, The Lord's will be done. And that's what we all need to do. When the Lord calls us to do something, humble ourselves. As he continues, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Zacharias and Elizabeth are the father and mother of John that the angel was telling Mary about. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. So we see here John in the belly of Elizabeth, six-month pregnancy, being able to hear at that time, of course, and hearing that announcement of the coming of Jesus Christ, the baby was excited. John was excited. And now Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost. Because we know that John the Baptist, even before he was born, was into what with the Holy Ghost. Verse 42. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Expressing Humility there in her as well. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Elizabeth could say this because she was being given that wisdom by the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost that now she has. And Mary said, My soul doeth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. This is where the happiness comes in. Filled with that joy of knowing that she's been picked out among all women to be the mother, the physical mother of the physical manifestation of God into this world. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the anointed Lord of Lords, Kings of Kings, is going to be her baby, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Saviour, for He hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Rejoicing, happy that this has come upon her. Of course, it was prophesied to her by Simeon that she would have some sorrow through this because she would be right there witnessing the crucifixion of her son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. All right, now go on over to chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, we see some more announcements of great tidings, of great joy. Chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. Great with child, meaning right about time to have her baby. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This in the manger, being at a stables, the swaddling clothes are the garments used for very young newborns and other young children before they get to the point where they can move around a little bit more and even up to the point of walking because what they would do is they would wrap them up. A swaddling cloth, a swaddling band, also known as, is a cloth that's about four to six inches wide and anywhere from two to three feet long, sometimes very decorated because it was the outer garment of a young child, a baby. And they would lay the baby straight, of course, apply a primitive diaper, and then straighten the legs, straighten the arms, and begin to wrap that baby up like a cocoon so that the baby wouldn't roll around and fall off of where they have placed the child or scratch themselves with those nice little razor sharp fingernails that they have so that kept them straight as well. And it was a common belief back then that if you could keep that baby's arms and legs straight, that they were more likely to not have palsy or some other disabilitating deformation. So that's why they would use a swaddling band. So she came very prepared to tend to her child, but with no room in the end, they made do in the stables and laid him in a manger. And a manger is basically a feeding trough. And it was used to put the hay or the oats or other food for the livestock The happiness that we can all have when we truly accept the account of the birth of Jesus Christ, the coming of our Savior, and accepting Him as our Lord and Savior, that joyfulness, that great joy, and it is available to all people, all people that will accept it and receive it and enjoy it. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They became the very first missionaries to spread the gospel, to spread the good news of the arrival of Jesus Christ. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Going about, spreading the good news, spreading the good news that would bring great joy to all people. All people that will accept that, receive that, and enjoy the blessings that come from being one of the family. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we're able to become part of the family of God. Alright, now let's look at some more references to leaping for joy over in Luke chapter 6. Pick it up here in verse 20. Now this is after the Lord is into his ministry spreading the gospel it reads and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said blessed be ye poor for yours is the kingdom of god this is known as the beatitudes or the blessednesses that we also find over in matthew chapter 5 but this is luke's record of those it says, blessed are ye that hunger now for ye shall be filled Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Note the qualifier there, for the Son of Man's sake. For you being a Christian, for you professing Christianity, when that hatred comes your way, that's actually considered a blessing for you, that's actually accounted as a reward toward you, that you have been showing the attributes of a Christian to the point where people noticed it, and then persecuted you for that. Rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. So you become linked right there with the kind of work that the prophets did when you're receiving that persecution for being a Christian, when you're standing out different in this world instead of blending in with everybody else and doing the things that the world do, does. We need to stand out separate and be a peculiar people, stand out and be bold and professing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then when that Hatred comes upon us from Satan and all of his followers. You can rejoice in that, knowing that it's being counted as you are effective. You are spreading the gospel. That's why the devil comes at you with his followers. You don't want that going on. He wants to stop it. So they come up with all kinds of lies and hatred toward the Christians. And it truly is on the increase today. But we shouldn't be down. We shouldn't be depressed about it. We ought to be excited about it. We ought to be happy about it when we see such persecutions. And when we see the increase of such persecutions, it lets us know that there's still plenty of work out there for us to do. We need to get out there and do it. Continue to spread the gospel. and Get more and more people saved. And there'll be less people to be able to turn against the Christians when more people are Christians. So we've got a lot of work to do. There's definitely a lot of work to do and plenty of opportunities right now to get out there and and get into that work alright now let's look over at Luke in chapter 21 and here is the record that Luke has recorded of the teaching of the Lord concerning the last days and there's a lot of scary stuff that goes on in the last days but we can be happy in that it is the prophecy of of the Lord, and will be fulfilled, and that it will bring on the introduction of the millennial period, and then after that, the eternal state, the brand new heaven, brand new earth, where we'll be dwelling forever. In that, when we read these prophecies of some pretty hard stuff that's coming upon the planet, we can still rejoice and be happy in them. So let's look at that over in Luke, in chapter 21, picking it up here in verse 5. Now the setting is Jesus has been in the temple with his disciples and coming out of the temple as his disciples are looking around at the buildings and so forth and speaking to the Lord here. And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This was a prophecy that the Lord gave them concerning the temple, and it was fulfilled in around 70 A.D. The Romans had come in and ransacked Jerusalem and actually burned the temple. Of course, the temple was a lot up with stones, but there were other things, curtains and so forth, hanging around and wooden implements that were able to burn. So they burned all that and doing so it got so hot in there that some of the decorations that were of gold actually melted and when they melted they ran down and they would seep into the cracks of the the stones so they started tearing the whole temple down trying to get to all that gold that had melted and run between the stones so every stone was thrown down and you go there now in that same site, you see the golden dome over the rock. That rock is actually the, the foundation plate of where the temple was. And the golden dome, of course, is a Muslim mosque that's there. Number 7, And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be for when these things shall come to pass? Now, he starts to teach them about the very last days. Not only about what would happen some 40 years after he was talking to them, but all the way to the the very last days on this planet, as he continues. And he said, "...take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ." And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. So when we're hearing about these wars, when we hear about these threats of nuclear war once again here and around the world, we don't have to be worried about that. We don't have to be frightened. We can rejoice. Then said he unto them, "Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom." Prophesied some two thousand years ago, fulfilled all through these times. But where he's talking about here, it's even a more of an increase of this sort of thing. World wars, reason, great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilences. And fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Earthquakes in diverse places. Divers being very many different different places than you've heard of having earthquakes in the past. And of course we've been seeing that even in this area here having earthquakes. And all around the world. And very devastating earthquakes around the world as well. This is on the increase just like the Lord prophesied. Of course those wacko earthquakes. Earth worshipers that believe in man-made gl- climate change think it's because pollution that we have caused this to come upon us. We're not supposed to pollute the planet. We're stewards. We're supposed to take care of it, yes. But we do not control the earthquakes. We do not control the weather. Nothing we can do is going to overpower the influence of Jesus Christ on his creation. He's the one that controls the weather, not us. And these earthquakes and the famines. As the earth gets closer to the very last days, it is groaning and moaning, as he tells us in his word. It's deteriorating, it's diminishing, and it will continue to do so. And the pestilences, the pestilences would be infestation of, of insects or various viruses and those sort of pestilences on the increase, and we've sure seen the increase of that in the last few years. And fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Great signs from heaven. Like the, talking about the meteors and the asteroids and so forth. Reads, but before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you. And that is definitely on the increase in this country. Going after Christians, arresting them for praising the Lord. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Definitely see that in this country on an increase. Worse now than it's ever been in my lifetime. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Turn to us for testimony. Those are opportunities for us to stand out even that much more, to shine the light of Jesus Christ into this dark world that seems to be getting darker and darker, and to share his love, to share his love with these folks, even those that want to kill us. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom "...which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist." See, when we're in the perfect will of the Lord, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in us, He gives us exactly what we need to know, and the understanding that we need, and the wisdom that we need to be able to combat Satan and his followers, and to say exactly what we're supposed to say at the right time. "...and ye shall be betrayed, both by parents, and brethren, and kinsfolks, and friends, And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. This betrayal is very severe in countries that are Islamic. When a family member turns to Christianity, the other family members will turn against that other and even lift him up for persecution and sometimes even to the point of being killed because they've become a Christian. And in this country, we've seen an increase of this kind of persecution where the so-called experts concerning this crazy coronavirus madness that you turn in your friends, your family members, if they are not following the rules of Dr. Fossey and the other liars, Reason ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. Keep true to the Lord. Do not deny him, even under the most severe persecution. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Now he's getting right on into the tribulation time itself. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. This is the time at the midpoint of the tribulation when the Antichrist rises back up against the children of Israel, kicks them out of the temple, sets himself up as being God in the temple, and the Antichrist is fully indwelt with Satan at that time, and the Christians flee to the mountains of Megiddo. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people." And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And these are the prophecies, these are the things that are going to be going on during the tribulation time. Reason there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. It's when he triumphant re-entry to the world and bringing his believers with him and setting up the millennial kingdom. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand means close by, right at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, because He's going to vaporize everything and create a brand new heaven and earth. But my words shall not pass. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. That should bring you great joy, that should bring you great happiness, knowing that there is going to be a day that everything that we have done for the Lord is going to be looked at, and that when we... Do what he wants us to do. We're going to be receiving rewards that we can roll over into the millennial period and then over into the eternal state. So, so much to look forward to. We ought to be happy even when we see these chaotic things start to be initiated to know that we're going to be raptured out. Because that's what he's meaning when he says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. The escape is to be raptured out before the initiation of the tribulation time and all the judgments that come upon this whole planet. And That ought to really fire you up, get you excited, get you out there doing the work of the Lord that he allows you to be a part of and make you happy. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for your word. All these records that we have in here, what you were teaching back then that we can still learn from about the things that are going on now and about the things that will be going on, it ought to really excite us, really motivate us and And please give all of us that boldness to step up proclaim you as our Lord and Savior, even under the most severe persecution. And give us that full joy that we can have when we truly do what you want us to do. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you.